Good morning and praise the Lord, everybody. If you don't mind, we invite you to praise and worship the Lord with us. So right where you are, just clap your hands, move around, and feel free this morning. I want to clap a little louder than I did before. And I want to sing louder than I did before. And I want to jump higher than I did before. Come on, you can jump right where you are. Now, if you don't mind, make some noise right where you are louder than you did before. If you're free, say, say freedom. freedom. We're free this Sunday morning.
Lord. Free to worship and free to praise. We lift your name, Lord. Somebody make some noise one more time.
the Lord. Wow. Thank you, worship team. We appreciate your ministry. Good morning. Good morning and good morning. I bring you greetings from the Zion Hill Church family in the city of Pineville, Louisiana, USA. We want to thank every one of you for watching this morning. Thank you for live streaming with us. We welcome those of you who are watching locally, nationally, internationally. It's a blessing to see you one more time. Please go with me to the book of Micah, chapter 6, verse number 8. The book of Micah, chapter 6, verse number 8. The word of God says, God has shown thee, O man, what is good and what God has required of thee to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for another day of blessing. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for being a good God. Lord, I pray that you will anoint my voice, anoint my intellect, anoint my whole being to be a blessing to somebody this morning. I pray that you will bless every hearer, that we will be able to turn our heart to Jesus Christ this morning. Have your way in this world, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the topic titled, How to Walk with God. How to Walk with God. The passage I just read to your hearing, share with you the heart of God. God told us, he said, look, this is what I want from you, old man. This is what I want from you, old woman. Do what is good. And this is what God required of you. If you notice in that passage, there are three things that God stated that he wants from you and me. Number one, he wants us to do justice. Number two, he wants us to be merciful. And number three, he wants us to walk with God. I want to focus on that third part, the need to walk with God. You know why? Because if you and me walk with God, then we would love justice. Then we would love mercy. So walking with God is very key and, and number one priority. The question must be asked, why do we have to walk with God? Why am I teaching you this morning how to walk with God? That answer is given in the book of Revelation chapter 2, verse 4 through verse 7. The Bible says concerning the church at Ephesus. He said, because you have lost your first love. And I believe the reason why we're going through a lot of things right now worldwide is because many of us have lost our first love. As a nation, we lost our first love. As a community, we lost our first love. And the Bible says, unless you repent, I will spit you out of my mouth. You can see what is going on worldwide today. The truth be told, we all need to re-examine our walk with God. We all need to re-examine our relationship with God. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, is that we think we are all right. We think we are okay. That reminds me of my homeboy, Samson, in the Bible. Samson did not know the glory of God had left him. He thought it was all right. Because every time he got in trouble, he would just shake himself and break loose. 
Every time he fornicate or, or commit adultery or, or do crazy things, I don't know, you may be doing something different, but he thought it was okay. And all he needed to do is shake himself. But the Bible said one day, he got caught again. This time he shook himself, and the magic didn't work. Could it be that's what has happened to us lately? My brothers and my sister, I'm afraid we're having a form of godliness, but we have no power to back it up. We need to work with God. In fact, I will go as far as telling you there are many pastors, preachers, who have been fired and they don't even know it. My friend, it is very important that all of us, as a community, as a nation, we need to get back with working with God. We have churches in every corner making noise, but no power, no impact, because God has left the house. Ladies and gentlemen, people in the world can tell the difference. They can tell when they look at you and me that something is missing. And this is why we have to walk with God. Without God, my friend, you and I can do absolutely nothing. The good news is that throughout the Bible, there are many examples of people who have walked with God. So you can do it also. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 5, verse 22, Enoch walked with God. Hallelujah. In the book of Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, the Bible says Noah walked with God. In the book of Genesis chapter 48, verse 15, Jacob blessed his son Joseph, and he reminded Joseph, he said, God has been my shepherd. And he also told Joseph, his son, he said, don't forget that my father, Isaac, walked with God. Then his father, Abraham, walked with God. So he commanded Joseph to also continue to walk with God. And of course, in the New Testament, you will hear over and over again how the disciples of Jesus Christ walk with God. So you... And me can walk with God also. We can get back with God and afford and shut down all this mess that we're experiencing right now. The question this morning is how do we walk with God? That's exactly my assignment to you and me. I want to really show you and walk you through and walk me through how we all can walk with God. First, you need to know if you're dealing with Jesus, Jesus did not say, I will follow you. What Jesus said is that you will follow him. So we need to know this is not our show. This is God running the show. And he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. If you follow Jesus, he will make you, he will shape you for his glory. Another thing we need to remind ourselves is that if you walk with God, you will always walk uphill. You never see God walking downhill. I have a saying in my church, I say, I see you at the top. Walking with God will only take you up, not down. The Bible said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, there are three levels of walking with God. He said, ask, and you will receive. That's the first level. He said, seek, and you will find. He said, knock, and the door will be open unto you. Let me show you practically how you do that in walking with God. A good illustration is found in the, in the Old Testament, the book of Exodus, chapter 26, 27, 28, all the way to chapter 30. You will hear about the tabernacle of Moses. If you recall, there are three parts also to that tabernacle. We have the outer court, then we have the inner court, 
and then we have the holies of holies. In our work with God, God expects us to be able to gain access to all those three parts. In our work with God, God expects us to be able to ask, to be able to seek, and to be able to knock. Ladies and gentlemen, the problem is that many of us never even get to the first level. Just look at that tabernacle for a moment. The outer court is a place where you enter and you wash and you make sacrifice and you make confessions and you make requests. All kinds of requests. Heal my body. Bless my, my job. Give me a career. Watch over my children. All of that is done where? In the outer court. All you do in the outer court is making requests. Give me this, give me that, bless me. But notice one thing. There is no fellowship with God in the outer court. The problem with many of us is that our Christian life is limited to that outer court experience. All we do every day is just throw our trouble on God. Give me, give me, bless me, bless me. But we never have true fellowship with God. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you do in the outer court? Or what do you gain? For the most part, after you run your mouth and ask God for this, for that, you gain a peace of mind. But take note, fellowship with God is more than having your prayer answered. Fellowship with God is more than just staying in the outer court, singing kumbaya. The problem with many of us, we come before God, we stay in the outer court, and we make all of our requests, we make all of, we throw all of our dirt at God, and we go home. Ladies and gentlemen, to get more out of God, to go beyond the outer court to the inner court, you would need to learn to seek God. Remember, there are three levels. The first one, you ask. Now we go to a next level of seeking God. Yes, Ladies and gentlemen, in the outer court, you are asking. But in the inner court, you are seeking God. How do you seek God? I'm glad you asked. You seek God by doing exactly what Isaiah chapter 40 Verse 31 says, the Bible said, they that wait upon the Lord. You see, how do you see God? You learn to wait upon the Lord. It's not just about you asking for this, asking for that, give me this, give me that, give me this. Seeking God is when you begin to wait. That happens in the inner court. You wait on God. The Bible says, Everyone that waits, there's a blessing that comes with that. You will renew your strength. Because without fellowship with Jesus, really, you're walking around, but you have no strength. But when you learn to wait, the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord, the first thing that will happen to them, they shall renew their strength. Ladies and gentlemen, the problem is that many of us, we don't want to wait on God. We are too busy, too, too distracted, sometimes with our job, sometimes with life, sometimes even with children, sometimes with all kinds of activities that, that is not profitable for your soul. I want to encourage you this morning, if you really want to work with God, learn not just asking, pass that stage and come to the stage of seeking God. How do you do that? You learn to wait on God. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13 says, If you seek me, you will find me. And he said, you will find me if you seek me with your whole heart. When was the last time that you truly seek God? Let me suggest to you, everyone that finds God, they are people that seek God. Unless you're willing to seek him, you cannot have fellowship 
with him. I'm not talking about a casual search. I'm not talking about an academic search. I'm not talking about you just preparing a lesson for the next meeting. You have to invest your life, ladies and gentlemen, if you really want to see the move of God, if you really want to see miracles in your life, if you really want to see the world go through all kinds of trouble and you're still cruising with smile on your face, it takes being in the company of Almighty God. The Bible says anyone that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, they will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. No mess can, can touch you. No plague can touch you. No crisis will come near your dwelling. But the question is, are you still in the outer court? Or have you made your way to the inner court to seek God? When you seek God after a while, God will beckon to you and invite you in. It will quicken your heart. Take note. The longer you wait in that inner court, the more real God becomes to you. I'm amazed how many people will come to church. They want to go home the next second. But they can go to the movies and stay there for hours. They can stay at home and watch TV shows for hours. They can listen to government tell lies to them all day. And they, they're comfortable with that. You have to enjoy being in the presence of God. Learn how to wait on the Lord. And the longer you wait, the more he becomes real to you. You need an encounter with God is what I'm telling you this morning. You need an encounter with Almighty God. That's the only thing that has capacity to keep you in time of trouble. Every now and then, my children will ask me, don't you know what's going on? Don't you hear the news? Why are you still smiling? I say, I have a father who is committed to watch over me. A thousand may fall, 10,000 by my right. God said, as for you, it won't come near you. So walking with God will help you. Walking with God will profit you. Walking with God will make life more meaningful to you. If you don't have an encounter with God, your ministry will go stale. You'll be making noise, but you're not making impact. An encounter with God is where you're in a place where God can mold you. And shape you. You see, in the inner court, you can just make your sacrifice, kill some goat, shed some blood, sing kumbaya with everybody, and say, mm, I'm out of here. But when you step into that inner court, you are giving God permission to shape you. God becomes the potter, you become the clay, and He makes you into whatever He wants you to be. Walking with God is very, very important. I learned this from Africa, where I came from. You know, when we plant, plant grow deep in the ground first before it can shoot high on top of the ground. You know why many of us cannot go high? Because we are not deep in the ground. You have to allow God to push deep. You have to allow God to shape you so that when you come up, You'll go high so that when you come up, you become unstoppable in your field of undertaking. Just having an impartation by man is not going to be an, a substitute for having an encounter with God. I don't care how many people lay hand on you until you, for yourself, have an encounter with God. You're not yet walking with God. Let me tell you why. Anointing is so low in many of our churches because we are not working with God. People say, I'm called, but can we smell your garment in the secret place of the Most High? The Bible talks about one lady. Her name is Prophetess Anna. When she was only 24 years old, she moved to the temple. 
and she lived there in the church for 60 years. I'm talking about working with God. What has it cost you? Where is your scar to prove that you're justified to preach or you're justified to sing? You can practice all day. You can practice all night. But except there's an anointing, God's super, your natural, you're making noise and you're not touching anybody. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many preachers that they would rather dress up and look nice than to walk with God. And just because you have gift, that doesn't mean you're walking with God. The problem is that we live in a generation that really don't know how to seek God. We know how to ask God for things, but we have never invested time to seek God in our faith. Ladies and gentlemen, we know how to preach. We know how to sing. We know how to produce CDs. We know how to write books. But what is missing is true encounter with Almighty God. And then you wonder why we spend so much time producing books after books and no one will buy it. Making CDs after CDs and no one will touch it. It takes an encounter with God. It takes an experience with God. It takes a diligent effort on your part to seek God. In that inner court, that's where you see God by waiting on the Lord. We have a song in this church, we say, I don't mind waiting. You have to learn to wait on God. Everybody else may be tripping around you, but you make up your mind. You say, no, I'm going to wait until my change comes. The longer you wait, the more it becomes real in your life. That's the second realm. The first realm is asking. The second realm is seeking. Ladies and gentlemen, Psalms 40 verse 1 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined unto me and heard my cry. Verse 2 of Psalm 40 says, Then he brought me up out of horrible peat, out of mighty clay, and then he set my feet on the rock. Then he established my going. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Waiting on, on God may look painful to some. Seeking God day and night may look like some religious activity too difficult. But look at the benefit. When you seek God, when you enter into that inner court, that's where true re- deliverance takes place. Ladies and gentlemen, the result is that it will bring you out of the pit. That's true re- deliverance. The result is that it will bring you out of Mary Clay. That's true re- deliverance. Can I be brutally honest with you? If you stay in the outer court, you never get true deliverance. That's why many of you go to church and you go home, you're still sick, you're still depressed. Because you're not really delivered. It takes seeking God. You've got to move to that inner court. You've got to wait on the Lord in that inner court. Listen, there are many Christians who pray to God daily, but they are still demon oppressed. Even ministers of the gospel. They are preaching every Sunday. They are praying to God. Preparing for Bible study. But they are still struggling. But when you see God, every devil in your life must walk out. You know why? Because when Jesus showed up, the devil got to go. (laughs) Hallelujah. Seeking God is very profitable. There is no deliverance in the first realm of just asking, of just staying in the outer court. In the first realm, all you're doing is making a request. Lord, save my mama. Lord, save my daddy. Lord, pay my rent. And you just go on and on. And there's nothing wrong to ask God for things. But go beyond that. 
Because if you don't go beyond outer court, that's why you still see yourself oppressed. That's why you still see yourself in a mess. That's why you still see yourself struggling. Can't even leave that first realm because you are bound. Demons of all kinds of activities in your, lo- in your life begin to manifest because you never went beyond the outer court. Demons of lust. Demons of pornography. Demons of gambling. Can you imagine preachers? Can you imagine people who are on worship team still struggling in so many areas of their life? Can you imagine bishops, great leaders? Why? Because it's not that they're not Christian, but they never left the outer court. They never go beyond that big entry to go into the inner court. How many of you here would like God to remove you from the pit. I know I do. <laughs> That's where deliverance takes place. It takes seeking God's face. Ladies and gentlemen, when you seek God, when you, when you wait on God, you get delivered. He brings you out of every pit, every bondage that the devil is trying to lock you in. Please permit me also to mention the third realm. You know, he said you ask and you shall receive. You seek, you shall find. But there is a third realm that says you have to knock. Ladies and gentlemen, that third realm, that's when you are able to enter into the holies of holies. Hallelujah. That's really where you knock and knock and knock until God himself invites you in and you find yourself in the presence of God. There is more to God than just coming out of a horrible pit. As good as it is to be delivered, there's more to God than just praying to God, help my mama. There is something about going straight into that holies of holies and allow God to touch you. And allow God, that's where you learn the heart of God. Paul said, that's where you learn the mind of God. He said, let this mind be in you. That is also in Christ Jesus. Because you begin to think like Jesus thinks. Here the devil is gone from your presence. Because you've sought the Lord. Because God has delivered you. Then when you walk with God. Then you find yourself fulfilling the word of God in John chapter 15 verse 7. The Bible says, if you abide in me, and my word abide in you. He said, you can ask anything. And he said, I would do it. You know what I'm trying to tell you? In that third realm, that's where God began to show you fruits. That's when God began to, to manifest his presence. That's, when, that's the realm that even the devil will hear your name and run. That's the realm, ladies and gentlemen, begin, God began to do things for you that you didn't even ask for. Hallelujah. Whew. I feel like shouting already. My friend, that's where you belong. That's where you need to be. I want to invite you this morning to purpose it in your heart, to go beyond surface religion, to go beyond saying, I'm a Baptist, I'm a Methodist, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Pentecostal. That's well good and dandy. But there is more to God than just being say, give me, give, give me this, give me that. Are you willing to commit yourself to go beyond the outer court? To go beyond asking and walk into that inner court and begin to seek God? And begin to wait on the Lord? And let him mold you, let him shape you? And are you willing to go even beyond that inner court? Because in the inner court, he will bring you out of married clay. He will bring you out of the pit. He will establish your going. That's what we need in America today. We don't need to be set back, plague after plague, a, a pandemic all over the world, everybody freaking out. What we need is to seek God's face. What we need is to go after God. 
and go to our first love. It has worked before it can work again. I'm going to invite our worship team to come back and bless us with some good singing while they're coming. I want to tell you three things. Number one, if you don't know Jesus Christ, there is a number under the screen. Brothers and sisters, ministers of the gospel who are waiting to pray with you and to love on you and to counsel you. You know, the reason why we do all this is because it is crucial that we give our heart to Jesus Christ. There is so many ways that cement good, but the end thereof, the Bible says, destruction. If you want your life to have meaning, if you want to begin that journey to walk with God, if you don't want to be caught in all the, the crazy dramas of this world, and you want to be able to live free, the best decision you can make this morning is to give your heart to Jesus Christ. The second thing I want to tell you, my brothers and my sisters, is really, if you have been blessed by this ministry, and you want to be a blessing to us, you want to support what God is doing through the people of God at Zion Hill. You see, you are our brother, you are our sister, we are all children of God. If God put it in your heart, you say, these people are making a difference. And I want to be a part of what God is doing at Zion Hill. Just go to our website, www.zionhill.com. Feel free to give. Feel free to bless this ministry. I can assure you of one thing. No penny will be wasted. We will use it to help people, to preach the gospel, and to make this world a better place. And finally, if I were you this evening, I would take some time just to ask God to forgive me my sins. The reason why we're in such a big mess today is because we left our first love. But the good thing is that we can come back. God will receive us back again. This is the time to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I don't need to be like the rest of the world. I want to be a true child of God. I want to have a fellowship with God. I want to have an encounter with God. Like I told you, there are ministers of the gospel waiting to pray with you. There's a number under the screen. And if you will submit your heart to God this morning, God will bless you real good. May God bless you. Till we meet again. Here come our worship team one more time. God bless.
I give myself away 
Cause holiness is what I long for So shape me and mold me To do your will Here's my worship All of my worship Receive my worship All of my words